ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and more. Hi, I'm Sam Hawley, coming to you from Gadigal Land. This is ABC News Daily. You may have enjoyed a spot of shopping on the weekend, but if you're still heading out to spend up big, you're among a diminishing crowd. We now know there's been a huge slump in consumer spending, as more and more of us find it harder to make ends meet. Today, the ABC's business editor, Ian Verinder, on where our economy's heading midway through the year. Let's talk about David Jones, because last week figures that would normally be kept secret, I think, were leaked to the public and they weren't pretty, were they? No, Sam, they weren't at all. David Jones is now a privately owned company. I mean, it, it's had its own, I guess, hardships and travails over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, the South African-based Woolworths bought it about a decade ago, paid $2.1 billion for it, oh, sold it a few months ago for $100 million. So basically wrote off $2 billion on the deal. So, you know, department stores have been in decline, mm. but uh, it's now owned by a private equity group, so they don't have to reveal any results at all. What the results that uh, were leaked did show, though, was a dramatic drop-off in sales. 185-year-old David Jones has seen trade plummet. Leaked data shows total sales for the first week of June were down about 10% compared to the same time last year. Major stores in the suburbs saw trading decline by as much as 23%, and there was more pain in the regions, with sales plummeting almost 40%. And I guess that's important for us to think about because clearly what's happening now is that the, you know, 12 interest rate hikes that we've seen from the Reserve Bank are obviously starting to filter through the economy and in quite a substantial manner. And you have to bear in mind that household consumption is essentially the economy. It makes up about 60% of GDP. So when you start to see a a drop-off in household consumption, essentially GDP figures are following. And of course, David Jones, it sells things that are discretionary. We don't need the things from David Jones. We like them, but obviously we can't afford them right now. Yeah. And that's the important distinction too. You know, we're still buying the things we need, but we're not really, you know, shelling out for the things we want. If your uh, mortgage repayments have jumped by, you know, 1800 to $2,000 a month, and that's pretty much the case in a lot of uh, examples in, in the big capital cities, then, you know, you're going to have to try and economise somewhere and it's going to be on the luxuries really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. Back to that point, Ian, that these figures, they're normally private figures for David Jones' eyes only. The fact that they've been leaked uh, is that telling us something or is someone trying to tell someone something? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, who would have those figures? Uh, only a handful of people. And uh, I think mm. uh, the message from within the figures even was that uh, the hierarchy running David Jones was trying to send a message through to the Reserve Bank that perhaps they should start to moderate the uh, rate hikes because it clearly is starting to uh, have an impact. And, you know, look, what, what the, the figures showed was sales down 10% nationally, around about 20% across the suburbs and in the regions, particularly hard hit there, 
sales figures were down 25 to 38% in one case mm. in the regions there. So, you know, clearly the rate hikes are starting to have a really big impact. So is it just David Jones, Ian, or is this across the board in retail? I think you, you, you're seeing it across the board in retail at the moment. The Commonwealth Bank re- released a, a little report the other day. Now, obviously, they've got access to how we spend our money, where we're spending our money. And they, it's quite interesting, really. Now, they are definitely noticing a, a marked pullback, they say, in certain areas. Travel is mm-hmm. one. Entertainment uh, off about 8%. Uh, and retail very soft, they're saying. And out of household spending, only food is uh, really on the rise. Clothing is down. Uh, consumer spending generally is weak, they're saying. And they expect to see further weakness as more rate hikes hit. All right, Ian, so let's have a look then at what this rapid drop in sales means for the economy. We know it's linked to the interest rate rises, the 12 rate rises we've seen. Another month, another rate rise. The cash rate has gone up to 4.1%. But what does it show us about where our economy is heading more broadly? Well, you know, when we think about our economy, we often think about all the things we export, you know, the raw materials like iron ore and coal and gas and uh, food commodities as well, uh, you know, rural commodities, wheat, meat and everything else. But really, most people don't realise that it's our internal consumption that is the biggest component Mm. of, of economic growth. And so when that starts to slow, as it is slowing right now, that means we'll see a drop off in company profitability Mm -hmm. because they're not getting the sales through, people aren't spending the money. And that then leads to them laying off workers. Now Mm -hmm. we've got, uh, you know, we've had an incredible run uh, of low unemployment and that really won't be sustained if we see corporate profits start to contract and then they'll try and economise where they can and that means laying off staff. Gosh. And then when you've got more people unemployed, you've got a lot more people who aren't spending money as well. Let's look, Ian, at whether or not the Reserve Bank has actually gone too far then, because we know, and we're hearing all the time now, aren't we, that households and now retail, of course, as well, they're really starting to struggle. And I guess one of the problems is that inflation has remained much higher than you would have anticipated. You know, inflation is still just, you know, bubbling around under 7%. Mm. And that's, you know, way above where the Reserve Bank would like to see it. Mm. It's hard to see where where it's actually emanating from. And it's not just Australia. It's a global phenomenon at the moment. Philip Lowe, the Reserve Bank Governor, has said, well, it could be a result of the pandemic. It might have been from people uh, working at home. And our job as Australia's central bank is to make sure that this period of high inflation is only temporary. And it's really important that we're successful here. High inflation is corrosive and it damages our economy. It erodes the value of money. Productivity may have dropped because... Workers have been in such short supply that companies and firms have put on workers that aren't that productive. We're just not sure what what's causing it at the moment. Mm. But has the Reserve Bank gone too hard? Well, you'd you'd have to say possibly yes. I mean, from 0.1% interest rate to you know to 4.1% in the space of 12 months is just it's unprecedented. Mm. 
a lot of economists say, hey, you know, Australia hasn't lifted rates anywhere near as quickly as even New Zealand, which mm. has just gone into recession, by mm. the way. Yeah. Uh, they're at 5.5. America, way above five. Look at, you know, all of these other countries, you know, they've increased their interest rates far more than us. But what they overlook is the fact that in Australia, interest rate movements are transmitted through to spending in a much quicker and sharper fashion. And, and to a very select group of people, mind you, too. It's generally younger people who've just bought homes. And our home loan market is essentially either variable interest rates or very short-term fixed rates. Mm. New Zealand has mostly fixed rates and for longer terms. And in America, a lot of the home loans, you know, you, you buy a house and you uh, take out a 30-year loan, your interest rate doesn't change. So when the US Federal Reserve raises interest rates, has no impact on you whatsoever. Whereas here, it has a pretty dramatic and very immediate impact, and that affects household spending, that affects our economy and our GDP. And of course, the US and the Federal Reserve, it's paused rates for the first time in about a year. The chair of the Federal Reserve, Jerome Powell, though, he did say that there could be more to come. Today, we decided to leave our policy interest rate unchanged. Looking ahead, nearly all committee participants view it as likely that some further rate increases will be appropriate this year to bring inflation down to 2% over time. And I can see the NAB here is forecasting that there could be two more rate rises. So, oh my gosh, like what, what is going on? We feel like we've gone too far, but then there's, you know, predictions that the RBA is going to go further again. There are. I mean, it's hard to know just how much of this is kind of sabre rattling in a way, mm. because expectations plays a major role in economics. You know, if, if you expect something to happen... Mm -hmm those expectations can become self-fulfilling. Uh -huh. It's a real phenomenon in economics. It's been around forever. So essentially, you know, you, you modify, if you think that interest rates are going to go up and there's going to be another two rate hikes and you're already struggling, you'll be going, oh, oh my gosh, you know, like I've really got to, you know, pull it in. So the expectation that rates will continue to rise is almost as powerful as a rate rise itself. So, Ian, you mentioned that New Zealand is now in recession. What does that mean for us, if anything? And is that the way that we're heading? Well, not necessarily, because mm -hmm. we've taken a very different approach to New Zealand. New Zealand, back in October last year, forecast a recession for the country for later in 2024. So they've deliberately tipped the economy into recession. Mm. They knew that they were going to do that and they've gone ahead and done it. Right. It's just come early. Maybe they're popping the champagne earlier than, mm -hmm. than expected. But their economy contracted 0.7% in the December quarter, which was a really hefty downturn. The March quarter figures have just been released. It only dropped 0.1%, but, you know, two consecutive quarters is enough to technically say you're in recession. And I don't think things are travelling too well over there at the moment. So we could end up with a, with a third quarter of contraction as well in New Zealand. Whereas here, you know, I mean, I think, for all the criticisms of Philip Lowe and the Reserve Bank of Australia, they've always tried to ensure that we, okay, we're going to slow the economy down by raising interest rates, 
but we're not going to do it as fast and as hard as others because, you know, it does translate here much quicker. And also, we want to see if we can maintain unemployment at around the incredibly low levels that we've had. So they've tried, they keep talking about the narrow path. So a very different mindset here to New Zealand. We, we, we will do what's necessary to make sure that inflation does not stay too high for too long. And we're hoping we can tread this narrow path that I've been talking about. The economy still grows, unemployment rises a bit, but not too much. Uh, but if it's not possible to do that, we will do what's necessary to make sure. Yeah, OK. I guess the question people want to know the answer to, Ian, is when will things actually get easier for us? When will we be able to pop the champagne head back to David Jones. When are things going to start to turn around? Well, you know, there's a whole lot of forecasts out there about uh, interest rate cuts, and they were forecast for later this year. I think that's been put back a little bit now. But, you know, if interest rates have to be cut, it's because things aren't going too well. Mm. So there's always a, an offsetting principle here. Interest rates are cut when people start to lose their jobs. Someone's hardship is somebody else's relief. You'd think we are very close to the top of the cycle of the interest rate hikes and, and hopefully we'll see some kind of moderation either late this year or the middle of next year. Ian Verinder is the ABC's business editor. Economists were surprised when the latest figures showed the unemployment rate fell in May from 3.7 to 3.6%. This episode was produced by Veronica App-App and Sam Dunn, who also did the mix. Our supervising producer is Stephen Smiley. I'm Sam Hawley. To get in touch with the team, please email us on ABC News Daily abc.net.au Thanks for listening.